DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Time to talk Jazz basketball. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. David, good morning. Hello, how are you, David James? My good. buddy PK there? PK is right here. PK! What's hey. up? How are you? Oh, I'm up, so that's a good start. Well, it's early. You guys got me doing this early today. This is like the earliest I've been on in a long time. So I only had one cup of coffee. I haven't ground my, my, my coffee game way up this year. I have my own grinder I now bring on the road so it can be fresh and perfect. I bring my own grinder every day. It's called my heart and soul. Well, I mean, there's no question about that. There's nobody that brings it with the consistency, the dedication, the commitment, that you do every day, PK. What? <laughs> Is it too late for golf, PK, when it's 23 degrees out? Or are we, are we going to get in our failed round at some point? Oh, I think we, yeah, I think we can. It's just, just going to get back. There's, there's still okay. some time. There's, hey, I, I found living here that you can count on some days in November – you can certainly count on days in October. You can count on days in November. Obviously, it gets a little dicier. And then once you start getting to Thanksgiving, maybe. I mean, I've, I've golfed here on Valentine's Day. It's 65 degrees. So you, you never really know for sure. You just have to be ready. You have to, you have to be very flexible. Well, I mean, if, if you are nothing else, you are flexible. Uh, yeah. I have a, what do I have, DJ? My motto? As far as flexibility? Oh, you stole that. It's awesome. Flexibility? You have to have flexibility within a structured environment. <laughs> Is it, he had a family member who used to use that on job interviews, and it always went over great. Everybody, use that on your job interview as if it's your own. That's your job interview tip from PK. It makes you sound like you just really focus, detail. Flexibility within a structured system. <laughs> it really, got, I got to tell you what, it sounds about as Dennis Lindsay as I think I've ever heard. Really? <laughs> okay, I can see that. I, mean, I totally can hear Dennis. And I actually, make, and like even worse is I can hear Dennis and it makes sense, right? So it's, it's I, we have our systems and our mechanisms, but we need to have the cap flexibility and the open-mindedness to see different things inside of all of our systems. So it's absolutely, like it actually might even be accurate for Dennis Lindsay. Sure. It's beautiful. I mean, that should be on Instagram. <laughs> That's funny. All right, David. I listen to you during preseason basketball games, and I feel like even you are like, "Get me to the twenty third. You mean the you mean the retrospective on the nineteen eighties Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> tortured history with the Philadelphia seventy sixers? You heard the other night? I didn't hear that specific. I'm talking more about oh. the tone I hear in your voice. Uh, well, we, I mean, we, we, we went through, actually, it's really interesting. The Milwaukee Bucks of the 80s are really the Utah Jazz of the 90s. Yes. Without the two finals appearances, but without the championships with brilliantly great players. Running into, you know, they ran into the Philadelphia 76ers four different times in a five-year stretch and lost in the playoffs. Yeah, as a longtime fan of Junior Bridgman, I can, nice. I can attest to that. You didn't go Brian Winters or Sidney Moncrief or... No, Junior Bridgman. All right. You know what he's doing now? Junior Bridgman? If he's smart, he's living where he's most famous, making money off those people. Or back in Louisville, one of the two. I think he's um, a crazily successful restauranteur. 
But as I say that, I think he owned TGIF Fridays. I, so maybe he's a less successful restauranteur than he once was. But it's worth, like, I think he had built kind of a restaurant empire with franchises. Good for him. I like to hear that stuff. So what were you asking, David? What is the big storyline in the preseason? If I'm watching for something, is there something to watch for, or am I really just waiting for the 23rd? I think you're waiting for the 23rd, but I, as I think we've talked about before, and at least I've talked about quite a bit, you are asking most of these players to alter their game. Um, and so there's a comfort zone that has to be established here from these guys at some point. You know, Mike Conley has gone back to get the basketball every single game he's ever played. He's not played with a wing player since 2011 that was capable of dribbling, passing, and scoring. And so these are new things for him, uh, and he's got to adjust a little bit. He certainly looked uncomfortable uh, the other day. Uh, Milwaukee's great, and Milwaukee's just at a very advanced point right now because all their players other than Brogdon are back, and they've actually gotten more advanced because by adding the second Lopez, they're just playing the same way all day now. So, um, you know, they're probably much further ahead than probably any team in the league right now, and it sure looked like it. You know, Jeff Green's got to adjust his game a tiny bit. Boyan's got to adjust his game. And so I think that's part of this is having these guys figure out what they're going to do. Watch Mike Conley if they both play tonight. Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert um, will be the first time in a live game and one of the very few times. I mean, they actually haven't even practiced together a great deal, um, which they're running the pick and roll together. So let's figure out how it works. I mean, there was a moment in practice the other day where Mike Conley bounced the bounce pass. They threw to Marcus Solder years to, to Rudy Gobert, and Rudy didn't handle it. Well, that's because that's not a pass you throw to Rudy. You throw to Rudy high. So it will be interesting. You know, these are adjustments they all have to make. So with those adjustments, do you anticipate, or what type of start do you anticipate when the regular season gets here? Well, there's no correlation, I think, between how you play in the preseason and right. how you start. And there's another five-day period after our last game on Wednesday before we play again. Right. I'm not worried about the preseason. Yeah, so I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're good, so I think they'll be fine. I'm, I just, yeah, I kind of believe in talent. You're I mean, right. I actually sometimes, I actually sometimes think I'll be, the team I'm really curious to see start is Denver because I actually think I'm not sure that I totally buy into continuity. I'm not sure I think it's a good thing. See, I believe in talent, too, over the course of 82, but I'm just wondering, say, over the course of 10-15. Oh, I mean, don't doubt it. When we start slowly, we'll use the, all these reasons to explain it. So, I mean, I guess leave the door open for that. Um, and we might start slowly. We play five really good teams in our first seven games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hopefully Quinn's teams universally get better as the year goes on. The Quinn system is very rebased and very intricate, and so therefore – you know, as the year goes on, they begin to understand more and more what what it is. And frankly, Quinn System is really good at taking advantage of someone's a weakness of someone. And so, if teams get injured and players start to fall off the wayside, then Quinn's going to go find them. David Locke, joining us here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone. Dante Exum, how many games is he going to play this year? How long is it going to be before he plays? What's his situation now? What are your expectations? Jump in on any of those, David. Well, I mean, he's busting his butt. Um, I think some of the media got to see him doing a one-on-one with Jeff Watkinson the other day that was um, pretty awesome. I mean, he's really, really working hard. Um, 
He will, the next progression will be him to play some two on two and then three on three and then four on four and then five on five. And then you get out on the floor. Um, but I don't think there's any urgency for him to really go at, you know, I don't think there's an urgency to have him ready for opening day and some like, as though that's has some value. I think the bigger value, even Dante said it to me in the media day interviews was is to be ready for the playoffs and to be healthy throughout the process of getting to the playoffs. So if you, you know, just are cautious and take an extra few weeks and get him and get him out on the floor, you know, two weeks later, and he's got a little bit more bounce and a little bit more strength and a little bit more confidence. That seems like a pretty good idea. Um, you know, the rehab on this injury is really what the key is. It's an injury that, you know, the Achilles is, you know, complicated surgery. This one's just the rehab is really difficult. And so he's going through the process. He's far stronger than he was before, um, noticeably bigger. And, and we'll see, but I, I don't think there's a date or a time on it. How many games will we play this year? I mean, I'm totally guessing. I mean, I can make up a number. You can bet over under and have no idea either. And then we could, you know, bet a lunch and go to Toast Ramen together again, just so that we go out. If you want to do that, okay. What do you got? Okay. Um, I'll take fifty. Under. Under, really? All right. Wow, that was quick. You didn't even think about it. I actually, or you already thought about I it. I had actually already thought about it as you were saying it, and that number I picked was 40 in my brain, just half the season essentially. And I thought if he says 30, I'm going over. If he says 50, I'm going just 40. Whichever side 40 is of the number, that's what I'm saying. Boom, there it is. All right, so when it's he either weird. plays his 41st game and I win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that include playoffs? Uh, oh, I was going regular um, season out of 82 is what I thought. Or, you know, or when he misses his 33rd, you win. Yeah, that's the way that would play out if we're just going to the uh, 82. Uh, see what, what do you think? You want in on this? Well, you want some ramen? I had 45 well, I, on my mind. Well, I didn't invite PK to ramen. No, I invited I PK to golf. No. Oh, okay. Ramen's then, our time. <laughs> and, then, and then he reneges on me after he invites me. Oh, really? I did. <laughs> I totally did. He just felt guilty. I thought, oh, this is going to be juicy. And he's like, hmm, oh, I no. did. <laughs> but, no, there's going to be nothing juicy in this interview. So I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. See, um, he doesn't know the true story. That was the day that Mike Weir invited me. So, so I was going to have to cancel. <laughs> Locke canceled first, so he's the bad guy. <laughs> Got a bigger name. And I had a pretty line. good, I think if I remember correctly, I had a pretty good reason, right? Uh, I think it involved your father and some other stuff with work. Yeah. I, I mean, I understood. Yeah. And plus, I had this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike Weir on another line. Plus, you were <laughs> plus, after all these years, you were canceling on me anyway. Okay, we'll get it done. You're, you're a good dude, Dave, but you don't have a green jacket, so I'll be over here. <laughs> at <Right>. Hidden Valley. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. Right. So How's he playing? Oh, he was awesome, man. And he's was getting, he? I he, mean, because he really he went through a period of time where he was really bad, like which is so crazy, right? Like yeah, well, he had injuries. his body kind of failed him yeah. and he had all those injuries and then his body and I think it's you know, I think I don't know if he would say this, but his body and mind I think simultaneously failed him and I mean, what an incredible game, right? The green like I mean, I know he came out and played at Park Meadows and like did not shoot well, like seven, eight years ago. It's like crazy. The, the guy, you know, has a green jacket and is like putting up high numbers. Like you'd think, you know, like you'd think you'd never be that great at something you could never lose it, but golf is different. Score was not kept, but my unofficial, he, he did play from the blues with, because there was uh, the three of us plus Mike and he played from the blues and my unofficial was probably about seven under. And, 
Was what? He had about seven under, I think. Yeah. Um, do you remember Clay Ogden? Oh, for sure, yeah. Play, played at BYU? Yeah, He yeah. came out and played Park Meadows this year and played from the Blues and I think was maybe eight or nine under. Like yeah. Something stupid. It was just fun to watch. There was no such thing as a dog leg because he had just hit over it. So oh, that's so cool. He didn't have to worry. And, and, and I was unsure of where we were going on one particular. There's two holes that – because they got three separate nines there. And so there's right. two – uh, two of the nines, there's a place where they both basically converge, and they're both little dog legs. And so I see him aim into the other fairway of the other pole to go over, and of course he hits it brilliantly. And then I get up there, and I'm figuring that's where, because I don't know where to go really. And he's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> because I'm aiming into the other fairway. And whereas he aimed because he could carry the other fairway, and he says, no, 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 you need to go over here. <laughs> and I, I didn't know where we were going right off the bat. I, I did, and so he says, you go there, you'll hit it past the tree line, then you aim. I just went over and because I, I got a little confused, and I actually did par the hole, so I was pleased with that, except for my triple bogey on the first hole when I had you-know-what running down my leg, or both of them. Uh, I settled down, and I had, uh, for the next 17, I either had bogeys or pars. He's probably seen a few people. It's so funny, right? You're, like, so nervous to play with him, and then you put up a triple bogey, and only it's worth, like, he's played with, like, pro players who've had a triple bogey. He, like, he's, you know he's unfazed, never thought one second of it, didn't expect you to be any good to start with. Yep. And yet somehow you're, like, so nervous. Like, yep. like it's so funny how it works. We had this conversation. I said, PK, no matter what you do, he doesn't think you're going to be any good. He, right. you know, like, and, and why PK would you possibly a, be nervous? Like, P- but PK, you are. I would be terrified. Yeah, PK has a single-digit handicap, so among all the amateur weekend hackers, he's excellent. But for a touring pro, these guys are just freakishly gifted. I mean, it's just off the Wait charts. Wait if you're now down to a single-digit, you're playing with the my little one, not me. Well, I thought there's room for all of us. All right, we'll go. I'll force him. Yeah, it'll be fun. David, we'll leave it there, and we'll all look forward to the 23rd and the season opener. It's not that far away now. It is not. I'm Zion tonight, though. Like, this is pretty fun. See Derek? See Zion? It's a pretty good one tonight. Pelicans are going to be really good. Yeah, I'm gonna wa- I, my, my number one reason to watch, uh, because I don't put too much stock in preseason, is to actually see Zion Williamson, which is what I did the other night when he played against the Bulls, just to see him. Well, and the thought I have that's so interesting about this is, like, Rudy has such a uh, target on his back. That, like Zion's probably waking up this morning, and be like, "All right, defense play of the year. I'm gonna go pack on Rudy." And Rudy's like, "Oh man, another preseason game." And like, it's funny because like, I almost feel like part of the reason like Rudy didn't play against Milwaukee is like for Rudy to play Giannis, he's got to play so hard and give so much, and you just don't want to do that in the preseason. And it's like there's such a mark on Rudy. He's he's the standard bear. So I'm sure Zion's like thinking like, "All right, I'm packing on Rudy," and then I'm making you know house of highlights and everything else and. And Rudy's thinking to himself, like, all right, let's go through three more of these before I get to the regular season. Like, so it's an interesting kind of contrast.